0: The Bonfires of Social Enterprise with Detroit based Rami Gingrass of Gingrass Global.
1: I'm Rami Gingrass, and I visited with Wes Allison, the manager, and Miss Lindsay Henry, the communications director of His Hands Auto Care at Messiah Church in Midland, Michigan. That's right, a car care garage that's part of a church in Midland. It has a mission to provide deeply discounted auto care for low income families, collect donated cars to be fixed up for those who need a reliable auto and otherwise can't afford one, and provides competitively priced auto care for all members of the Midland area community. I know you've got three programs that you serve your community with. Why don't you tell us about those programs?
0: The first part of this on the low income is that we work with uh, several different agencies uh, in our community. A couple of examples would be Salvation Army, Senior Services, and DHS. And what they'll do is they uh, will take those clients and they will just do like a quick application process, basically. And they will qualify those folks and make sure they're within the federal poverty guidelines, um, see how many people are in their family, what their needs really are, and how we can best accommodate them. It's a really simple, uh, you know, qualifying process. A lot of times, you know, when people you know hear DHS, they're thinking, "Oh, it's going to be a couple of weeks kind of thing." But um, as soon as they go into the office and show the proof that they need, it's usually about a twenty-five minute process. And then those clients are referred to us, and then we schedule an appointment we get their car in. Uh, there's there's no charge to the clients for checkouts. And our services are basically it's $10 an hour plus the cost of the part. So it makes, uh, it makes car repair extremely affordable. And then we also have our car donation program. Our car donation program, if you're the donor, you donate your car to us. Uh, we give you the fair market tax value, which that would be Kelly Blue Book in good condition. Then basically what we'll do is we will check them out top to bottom, make sure that they're safe, make sure they're going to be reliable um, for the clients that are going to be driving the vehicles, and then we sell those cars for the cost of parts. So normally those costs go from three to six hundred dollars. We've been able to sell these cars. Some cars have valued, you know, five, six thousand dollars, and we've um, sold them, you know, between, you know, like three hundred dollars. So it's a really affordable way for someone to get into a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third program, then, is our customer aspect. And how I like to tell people is our customer aspect is it's a one-for-one, one, which meaning that for every hour of labor that they contribute uh, as a full-paying customer um, contributes to another hour of a, of a client um, job.
2: With customers, it's kind of a Thank benefit you. because you've got you know, if you need car repair work done and you go to His Hands Auto Care, not only are you getting the necessary car repair work done that you need, but you also have the knowledge that you're helping to help someone that maybe is facing financial challenges and can't get their car repair work done. So the money that you're having go towards your repairs or your own car helps to keep the garage afloat to be able to help the community and those people who can not afford it. Working as being a part of His Hands Auto Care, you see how important transportation is. It's the reason that it's the way that we can get Mm -hmm. to school and to work, get your kids to school and to work, get your groceries, go to the doctor. And if something happens where your car is not able to to get you those places and you can't you can't get there, then it's like a domino effect, and it can really put people into crisis mode. So, with his hands auto care, we're trying to help the community to be able to afford transportation, but also give an opportunity for other community members to help the community afford safe transportation. Um, so, it's it's been a really big blessing to be a part of it, and in in all different ways, whether you're you're on the side of the fence that we are, where we're helping run the show, but also with customers, clients, and and then people who donate cars. It's been a big impact on the community too.
1: Did it ever dawn on you guys that you were a social enterprise? Did you know the term when you were starting this? Had you heard that term before? No.
2: (laughs) I hadn't. I I didn't think of his hands auto care as a social enterprise.
0: No, nor did I.
2: (laughs) So I guess we we would go with no. (laughs) But to think of it in that way, I think is is a big compliment, and just makes my heart full to know that. We are considered that, and that mm-hmm. we work to to help to help others. So it's 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 definitely a cool thing to come in to work, as they say. But we we get to see lives impacted all the time. Yeah.
1: By our definition, you clearly qualify as a social enterprise. We have a pretty loose definition. We say if you're trying to run some sort of business modeling and you're doing some social good, you're in. That's our definition. <laughs> so we help, we help all around the world, and you guys clearly qualify. It's interesting. So uh, you're covering almost what percentage of the costs of the business just from the revenue-paying clients, the full-price clients, what percent?
0: Yeah, uh, The percentage of that is, uh, as of right now, we're at about 70% clients and 30% customers right now. And that's been able to somewhat uh, cover our cost.
1: We're finding across the United States that seems to be a working model, that percentage, and it's interesting. I just want to encourage you because you've sort of fallen right into what a lot of folks fall into, and you've got the benefit of being under the, a nonprofit uh, parent organization of Messiah Church, so that helps, but that's a typical model that we see when someone's under a nonprofit structure that they are able to generate 60 or 70% of revenue once they get rolling. Because mm-hmm. people, there are just those customers that want to support your mission in addition to the community, the right. need that you're picking up. How'd this whole idea come about to start this connected to a church.
0: That's a really important key of his hands. His hands auto uh, wouldn't be here if it wasn't for our head pastor, Ed Dorner. He's just a wonderful, mission-minded, people-oriented pastor. Um, he's not worried about the the brick and mortar of the church, but he's worried about the community and the people that need help. How it got started really was is we partnered with uh, Suderman's Auto Care. They're another local garage in the community, and they had done a uh, an oil change, mainly for single moms in the community. Ed and myself, um, both were not there, but our missions pastor, Kurt, was. And uh, when he came back and he had talked to Ed, Ed said, well, you know, how did it go? And Kurt said, well, it went really well, but we had to condemn um, about eight cars. And, you know, condemning a car is basically that's to the point where it's unsafe to drive and the cost exceeds the value of the vehicle. So that's normally what condemning a car is. And uh, so Ed uh, naturally asked, he said, well, you know, what did you guys do? And, and Kurt said, well, we, we cried and then we prayed. And um, then Ed said, well, what else did you do? He said, well, we, we really just had to send them on their way. And so obviously Ed is, he's a doer. And uh, so he said, you know, well, what are you going to do about this? And so when he's posing that question, he's he's really thinking, what's the action that we can take? And uh, about a week later, he had spoke with a board member. And the board member just said, well, maybe God has it in mind for us to start a garage. And um Ed took that and he really rolled with it. So when he was first planning to start the garage, the church really didn't have the finances to to finance a garage by ourselves. And so Ed, you know, thought, hey, well the, you know, we're gonna start a garage for the community. I'll go to the community. And so he went to Dow Corning. He's friends with Bob Hansen, who is the CEO of of Dow Corning. They had sat down and had lunch, and so Ed um, had, you know, really described the vision for the garage and what he wanted the garage to be a part of, and how he wanted to help those those people, you know, facing struggling or struggling with financial um, issues, and basically, you know, just gave him the over, you know, the perspective of the garage, and you know, he said, you know, really to get the ball rolling to get the garage, the shell the garage up, some of the equipment in the garage, we need about one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. He said that Bob just started to cry. Like I would say, it's not every day that you see a CEO move to, to tears. And Bob said that my wife and I had just wrote a check for $100,000, and we've just been waiting to see where God wants it to go. And he said, I want, sh- I want this to go to His Hands Auto Care. And um, that was that was the first seed money right there, and that's really the, the beginning of the journey.
1: It's interesting how communities get involved uh, right from the beginning before they even know they're going to be involved. <laughs> How big is the garage? How many cars can you put in there? Would you mind painting a picture, giving us a visual as a, as listeners?
0: Our garage is a ten-bay garage, so um, meaning that we can fit ten cars at a time into our, our garage, and that's a fairly uh, decent-sized garage. Um, you know, I would say a mid sized garage would maybe be like a six-bay. Um, it's a full-functioning garage. Uh, we have seven lifts in the garage that we can put cars up on one of them is a four post lift so we can do alignments um, and it really helps out with suspension jobs and such like that you know when i say it's full functioning i mean we have every pretty much most every tool you know and piece of equipment that you need to do all your major repairs we do all major repairs except for transmission and body work is really what we um, stay away from Uh, one of the reasons we don't do transmission work is our, another local garage right down the street from us, Ron at All that's kind of their specialty is transmission work, and we didn't really want to take that away from him, um, and also it's just another facet that we're not really prepared for, but we do all major block work, brake suspension, like I said, most major work, so it's, it's a beautiful facility, it's brand new, it's nice working in a new garage, you know, a lot of times when mechanics shift around to garages, it's like, oh, you know, it's been around for a while, so it's pretty dingy, so, but I mean, it's, it's super clean.
1: That's great. Thanks for painting that picture. How about the mechanics? How do you make your hiring decisions?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a great question. Ed was obviously, Ed being the one that started the garage, he obviously had to hire a manager, which was myself and a mechanic. And, uh, he had, he took a, a pretty big leap of faith, even just hiring the two of us, you know, my, my, there's a lot of my family that's in the automotive background, Actually, almost all my family is, and a couple of my uncles own their own uh, garages. But I was actually working for a school. I was working for emotionally impaired kids at a school, and I was helping out here at the church, too, with some of the music programs. Really still not quite sure to this day exactly why he hired me, but he had saw something in me, and and I'm grateful for that. So, um, you know, my plan was really to continue my education at CMU and get my uh, teaching certificate and uh, continue working with kids. That was my plan, and... um, And came to me uh, one evening and said, hey, I'm looking at starting a garage. And if you're interested, show up to this meeting. And I'm thinking, you know, with most of my family being in the automotive industry, whether it's a tool and die engineer or mechanic, I was like, I've seen it. I just don't know if I really, I just, that's why why I'm doing this because I want to kind of almost get away from that. But, you know, he explained a little bit of the concept to me. And I was like, that sounds really cool. And so I came to the meeting. And I I was hooked as soon as I heard what he was doing for the community. I mean, I just, I I love the concept of the church really helping people Mm -hmm. and getting out. So I was like, okay, I can, I can bring this way. You know, I went to the meeting, had a couple of interviews, and, somehow got hired. And um so, you know, really grateful to be what I'm doing. But uh, our head mechanic, also a really great story. And I almost wish he was here to share this story. But his name is Todd Garlow. And he is just an absolutely phenomenal mechanic. And he has a ton of grace. And he's an extremely humble person, which isn't something you see a lot in um, the, the garage world. Uh, he was he was going here to Messiah. And um Ed said, Hey, I'd I'd like to talk to you about opening a garage and you being one of the, the main mechanics. His first response was, you don't want me. And he said, well, yes, I do. And he said, do you know, you know some of my past? And he said, actually, I do. And when he was referring to do you know some of my past, um, he lost his driver's license when he was 17, and he's 43 years old. And he did not have it up until last year. He had lost his license uh, in a DUI and continued to get 13 other DUIs after that. Mm-hmm and um, has actually been in and out of uh, jail ed said you know what i want you to be a part of this and he's like i see what god's doing in your life and i couldn't ask to work with a better guy he is so unbelievably humble and he's so patient and he's so understanding and and it's because of what he's been through in his life and i think a lot of people i think especially in the church and uh, we kind of get um you know we kind of get focused on okay well you know what's your spiritual life like ed I saw the potential, and you know, I think it's kind of a good example of what Jesus did with the twelve disciples. He's like, "Hey, you're a tax collector, you're some bum fisherman. Come on, you know, let's just let's just make this happen." And um, he saw it, you know, he saw Todd's heart, and um, I'm so extremely grateful that um, that he hired Todd because he's just a blessing to to work with. So, since that point in time, we have hired on a couple other mechanics. It's a learning process for me Being in a manager's spot and hiring. There was a gentleman that didn't quite fit in, um, and I think it's it's a challenge for mechanics because it's not your average garage. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's more of a ministry, really. So, um, but we're blessed. We just I actually just hired on another guy just straight out of college, and that's that was a learning experience for me. You know, I hired someone who had been in this for a really long time, and, you know, when you've been in a profession for a long time, he's extremely skilled, but just, was not up for the challenge of handling the people that we had. So I started with someone fresh, um, straight out of college. So this is like his first garage out of college and he's doing phenomenal. And then I also have an office receptionist as well too. She, um, you know, obviously keeps me organized and handles a lot of the phone calls and stuff like that. Just to go back to what the hiring process is like, it's really a pretty organic thing. You know, um, it's been a good model for me. Ed chose me. I wasn't, I didn't look the best on paper. I try to make the interview processes pretty casual environment so I can really just see who they are as a person and just see if they can handle um, really sometimes the stress. You know, we're dealing with people in crisis all the time. It's not something that you can learn on paper. It's something that you have to just deal with face-to-face. And it can be kind of dirty and ugly sometimes. So I just try to keep the the interviews organic so I can just get to know them as a person and see what their characters like and go from there.
1: Hey, Lindsay, would you mind uh, giving us a feel for what some of the customers look like? Both the uh, customers that are coming in, uh, choosing your garage and paying the full price, and some of the other customers. Maybe give us a feel of some of the stories that uh, you guys have
2: had. Well, I think as far as your question about what what customers look like versus what clients look like, um, I think we see all types of people. And I think the thing with His Hands Auto Care is... There's no judgment in that garage, and we we see all types of people, and and as it is, we are a ministry first. So we love to hear people's stories and and sit down and have conversations with them and and talk with them. So when I get a call from Wes like, hey, Lindsay, you want to come out to the garage, I usually get pretty excited because usually that means that we're going to be giving a car out, um, whether it's selling a car or Um, that a customer donated and then that's going to change a life of a client who hasn't had safe transportation. So we've given out or like helped sell how many cars would you say?
0: I believe the number right now is 21 cars that we've got out.
2: So we're going to be celebrating our two-year anniversary this May. And so we've um, helped get cars and distributed cars thanks to the generosity of the community. So with the customers that donate cars, for example, they have a heart to not just get rid of this car that they don't want anymore, but also to change a life. And that's absolutely what we see is we see lives changed where people who don't have safe transportation now will. One of my favorite stories Is there was a younger guy um, in his 20s, I would say, and he... Wes called me out and had me come out. Usually, will if with their permission, we'll take their photo and I'll chat with them just to get to know their story. And because our goal is to also allow the person who donated the car to see, kind of look at the life that you, you know, look at where it ended up. So I'll go out and meet with them. And I was meeting with this young gentleman and was talking to him. And he had been riding his bike. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. He had been riding his bike to work at one of our local restaurants here, and it was several miles. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. And he was he was a hardworking person and riding his bike and no matter what weather and a um, younger guy trying you know and didn't really have any transportation. We had a really nice vehicle donated mm. that he was able to get and so he, so he was just so excited and I remember taking a picture of him with his bike. And then him with his new car, and like putting that side by side together, and just seeing the visual impact. Like he was riding his bike to work, and now he's going to drive to work, and he's going to drive. to – He wanted to go on to get his degree, and I was asking him, you know, what does this mean? And a lot of times people will say this means freedom. This is such a big relief. We see a lot of a lot of tears of just joy and just um, um, gratefulness to God and 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 to the community. So uh, there isn't. A, particular favorite because all of them are so impactful. And I think that they impact both me and Wes and, and everyone just to hear about the life change. And it's all because of, because of the community. I mean, his hands is, we're the middle people, but if we didn't have cars to give out it's that people donated, we wouldn't have no stories to tell. So... I think we're really grateful to the community for them
1: wanting to help others. I know you guys have a particular affinity to help single mothers, single parents. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's powerful. Uh, I was a single parent for a long time, so I, I understand that. For our listeners... The reason a car is so important, there's not some of the commercial transportation, mass transport here in Michigan, mm-hmm. so and not even sort of a working bus system. You'd think there would, but we're in a part of Michigan that you really do need a car, and it it's not uh, dry roads. All year round, they get a good amount of snow. So, a car is very important for employment for all all different types of livelihood. Safety, as you said, yeah. Wes, I know you've got some great volunteers, and yet you're always looking for good volunteers to continue to serve. Why don't you uh, speak into that for us right now?
0: Um, You know, obviously, Midland's been blessed uh, with the Dow Corporation, Dow and Dow Corning, and uh, you know, with that, there's a lot of Dow retirees. You know, the really cool thing is some of the volunteers we've had are probably about four come from Dow. I cannot say enough good things about our volunteers. I think this is a great opportunity for for them to give, to do something greater than themselves. We're open to any kind of volunteer, whether it's turning a wrench or sweeping floors or answering phones, I'll find a place for you. I've even really been able to um, work with one of the agencies that I came from working with kids, and I've had some of the special needs kids come out and just do some simple tasks. And I think that's a lot of fun because people are intimidated by garages. They're like, well, can I go out there and work? And, you know, the answer is yes. Um, you know, I mean, they're completely covered under our insurance while we're out there. So, obviously, anything happens, they're, you know, they're covered. But I think the, like, the really fun part about what's uh, what our volunteers is, is, you'll see them come out and say, you know what, dude, I know how to do an oil change. And we're like, all right, cool. Come on, do an oil change. And then we'll get them doing oil changes. And then we'll get them doing a brake job. And then we'll get them doing a ball joint job. And then they're rebuilding master cylinders and stuff like that. And, you know, we we have a star volunteer out there. His name is Carl. And, um, I, dude, I just, I, I love this guy. As um, you know, I look up to him. You know, as someone who's been through life, I mean, he's a role model for me. And um, you know, he was one of those people who just I'll do an oil change, and now I can like turn him loose on anything. And obviously, we inspect all the work that our volunteers do, but he can do a job like start to finish. And it's like, okay, I'm not paying this guy, (laughs) you know, and and he just continues to come in, and I mean, and he gives us like 30 hours a week. It's
1: nuts. What is one of the things that you guys do here to keep it fun?
0: What is one of the things that we do to keep it fun? Well, I mean, I think we there's a little bit of that every day. Um, you know, we're not professional people in any standpoint. I mean, I don't even want to pretend to act like I'm a professional person. Honestly, I'll go to Chamber of Commerce, uh, you know, meetings and everyone's in their suit and tie and I'm like in my His Hands hoodie and like dirty jeans and pretty much go for the free food, honestly. So, but um, on a daily basis, you know, there can be a lot of stress. Um, when you're working with people in crisis and then on top of that, you got to fix their carbs and a lot of times it doesn't go the way that you want. Um, you know, I mean, one of the simple things is, you know, we try to make lunchtime pretty fun. We actually got a basketball ball hoop out back and stuff and sometimes in the summertime like I couldn't even find a basketball like we came into the church and like I found like a dodgeball and we were out there like just shooting hoops with a dodgeball and stuff and use humor.
2: I handle the His Hands Auto Care Facebook page and Todd Garlow who Wes mentioned earlier our head mechanic texted me a photo and he's like put this on Facebook and it was a picture of Wes and Wes was I'm not sure why but there was all this smoke around
0: oh yeah there was there's a car I mean there was there was a car and we just done an intake gasket so there was like antifreeze all in the exhaust system so when it came out obviously it evaporated and it was all smoke you know <laughs> and
2: so there's smoke and so he took a picture of Wes in this like rocker like he looked like he was playing some air guitar. He was We're in a in he he was
0: freebird solo actually. I was in the middle of a freebird solo. So.
2: Yeah, so there there was <laughs> it was very eighties movie music video yeah eighties music video with the smoke and it was it was rocking so. And so it was just just moments like that where they're having I looked at that and I'm like, well, he's they're clearly having fun today, you know, And it's just it's fun to share that and to see that. So I think, as wes said, it's it's a lot about balancing, you know, humor along with along
1: with the day-to-day tasks. So I don't know if you guys know this but when we were preparing for our interview with you we went on there and we ended up sharing that photo on our site (laughs) about two weeks ago (laughs) so so, hey go to Jingrass global facebook page or his hands i don't care you'll see wes rocking it out (laughs) so what's the grand plans if you if you could dream big with your truth of the moment right now
0: what does that look like Obviously, I, w- I would love to be able to extend our work uh, to other communities. Right now, we're limited to Midland County just because, you know, we can only fix so many cars at one point in time. Um, you know, we're looking to grow, hopefully, our staff over the years in Midland so we can take care of that many more cars. But I would really like to get into other communities. And, you know, it was funny. I was doing an interview uh, with Ratchet. Um, I think it was called... Ratchet and Wrench magazine and they're out of Minnesota. I did an interview with him and he was really encouraging business owners like who had already owned garages, like, hey, what would your call be to them to do something like this? And, and I said, you know what? As a business, it's it's tough to make a profit. You know, a garage is a cutthroat business to begin with. And I said, my call would really be to churches to step up and do this. You know, as a church, I think we've kind of got stuck in a pattern for a really long time. And don't get me wrong, there's so many churches doing so many phenomenal things. And I, I would I would absolutely encourage encourage that. But at the same time, this is a really, it's a pretty basic model of how to help people out. It's not difficult. I mean, if, if I can do this and a couple other, you know, hooligans out in the garage, if we can make this all work, I know anyone can, so I would, my like my call would be to, man, if you're a church, like this is something that you can that you can do. Um, and if you have the, the means in your community or the financial means in your church, think about it. Your community will never be the same. Midland was never the same as soon as we opened these doors. Um, it's forever impacted the community. I've partnered um, with Operation Blessing with Disaster Relief doing homes. I'd love to do something like that with cars, you know, um, to help transportation with someone who just lost their house from a flood or a tornado. There's endless possibilities.
1: Well, you got a powerful message. Could we volunteer you on the podcast that you would help someone else get started if they came your way?
0: Absolutely. Okay. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> he said yes, folks. <laughs>
1: All right, so Lindsay, how do they contact His Hands Auto Care? Would you mind giving us the social media to learn more about His Hands
2: Auto Care? You can go to our Facebook page which is facebook.com/hishandsauto or our website which is hishandsauto.com. And if you want to learn more about just Messiah in general, and we have a link to His Hands Auto on that page as well. It's messiahondemand.com too.
0: If you
1: enjoyed this podcast or found it useful, email this link, bonfiresofsocialenterprise.com to a friend and help spread the word. Music by
2: Dan Castle and Thomas Rojo. Portions of this podcast have been provided by Rami Jengress and written 2015 Gingrass Global LLC and are disseminated by Flatlands Avenue Productions by exclusive arrangement with Gingrass Global LLC.